Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin, but they still reveal things to us as they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table. The story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. All right, and thank you for joining us for this commentary episode of Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jordan, and I am the GM. My name is Jeff, and I am Demetrius Norden. But right now you're just But Jeff. right now I'm just Jeff. I'm Johnny, and I'm Toadless. <laughs> I'm Mike, and during this session of the game, I played Valentine Montacute. Uh, my name is Jeremy, and during our gameplay, I'm Grayson Digby. We had today joining us uh, Brother Benedict, played by Aaron. Aaron had to uh, uh, actually leave for the evening, so we'll go ahead and pass along any any discussion that we have about his character and everything like that. But mm-hmm. at this point... Uh, now we've got to get his vote on snacks. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's unfortunate, but no, it's still... Uh, I was really glad that he was able to join us, actually. Oh, yeah. He brought a lot to the game. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. He did. Mm-hmm. So, reactions, thoughts. That was that last Ooh. episode and a half was super intense. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I feel like at that end there, we were all kind of <laughs> at each other's throats because it was kind of like it could have went so many different ways, and it was just like quick, quick reaction. Like, what are you well, gonna do? Some back story behind. Oh, I, I guess my, uh, my thinking behind some of that ending sequence. It was kind of hard to play for me because I had to figure out, which I had not anticipated, how to play Grayson angry. Yeah. And I didn't, I was trying to make him not an angry character, but the way things unfolded there, he definitely would have been angry. Yeah, I mean, there you, you have to have some kind of reaction to everything that unfolded oh. right there, especially because this is someone... Who you have a history with as a character. Well, yeah, sort of the, some of the thinking was there is if for some reason Cyril had to go, I had to be the one to do it. And the other thing is, <laughs> and the other and the other one, the other thought behind it is now I have to explain to Haley how Cyril is gone. That is going to mess things up on so many levels. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Only because you have to be honest. I mean, yeah. Or either Grayson is either honest or he's totally dishonest and lies about, makes up a story about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, he, uh, or Haley, just somebody random value him. Haley told him that she hadn't seen him for months. So she really doesn't know what's going on with him. So you can probably let that ride for a little while, you know? Well, and at least then, everything's settled. Yeah. Well, at least till whoever owns that building starts to smell something. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, with the other refuse, it would be a while before they smelled something. Dead bodies go quick. Yeah, they do go quick. I mean, the cold will help. The cold will help. Slow, but, but yeah. Uh, we, it, it's don't more, have, we don't have much time. It's more yeah. like whatever mangy dog digs it out first. Gra- yeah, Grayson wouldn't want to leave it there for very long. No. Hours. Right. As opposed to... A day, mm-hmm. yeah, or more. Listen, no more than a night. 
There, and there's a lot that was going on. It, uh, yeah. you're, 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 My shop is gone. Shop. It's, it's not, not gone. gone. <laughs> you are. No, it's, not gone. it's not gone. A, a I lost clock, one clock and, and like a three foot section of a wall. Yeah. And a board on your awning. But you, your life is saved. And a window. But you weren't hurt. No. No, no one was. But, no, I think the reason I was overreacting was because of the death of Toad. Yeah. That's why I was overreacting. I was like, no. Yeah, you're not used to seeing people die. No. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I figured when you said that you wanted a sidekick that it would be good ammunition to use against the group. Oh, yeah. Um, I fully it, expected Toad to die at some point. I honestly didn't expect Toad to die so quickly. <laughs> um, like, really, you said, you said, I send Toad off. I'm like, okay, fine. Toad goes and does his thing. And then you're like, oh, Toad should be back. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's not. And then... I didn't put two and two together that Cyril actually had him uh, until you made the role that determined when Cyril was going to attack. Because Cyril was always planning to confront you guys during this session. He was going to come after you guys one way or another. Um, I thought it was going to come a lot earlier in the game, but everybody kept on rolling low. Curse me, am I rolling my high numbers? Yeah, so... When I don't need them. Yeah, so I was looking for a five or six, so you had a one in three chance... Of not seeing him, like, hitting the success. Yeah, so that was another scene that was a bit of a shocker. That whole first, I think it was the very first scene. Was it the very first? No, it wasn't the very first no. scene. It was the very first scene of one of the episodes where, or was it the end? The last scene. I don't remember where it was, but it was when uh, Valentine and Grayson went to the Beckett home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That and was at the end of the one scene. I think it was the end of one episode. And totally expecting, all right. Well, Grayson's going to show up, and Cyril's going to pop out, and there's going to be a big confrontation. But that totally went Yeah, it totally, differently. I, I, was, I was really expecting the confrontation with Cyril then. I knew that there was going to be a problem with Haley. Um, and I knew that I, – I had figured that her, her family had been having financial troubles, and so – uh, she was going to turn to you as someone who she felt affection for, and you, that was that was a total shock because the way I built the character, Haley just really just ignores Grayson, like he's not even there, not even like oh you're just a friend. It's like I don't want to talk to you yeah. at all. I don't want anything to do with you. And so you were expecting that. And I was expecting sudden... like oh Miss Beckett, how are you doing? Rolling of the eyes. What do you want? But it was embrace, pull inside, let me cry on your shoulders. Like, what's going on? That's how that's how you knew it was a really serious situation. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed because I could tell that you were expecting something completely different when you went to her, and I, I knew I could turn it on its head there. And I really like how I I mean, we talked about this a little bit in between episodes, but I don't know if you planned it. This way, you picked up on what uh, Grayson did at the beginning, the very beginning when he walked into Demetrius's shop and changed his shoes. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he had just picked up his contrabands, the latest, like the new fashion in shoes, yeah. like a, a crate, crates full of shoes. So he switched out his shoes for whatever the nobles were wearing and, and burned, the old burned the old ones. And so, and then. You just, I guess, wrote into the story that the Beckett family are cobblers. That was a random choice on my part. And I was like, shoes? Really? Yes! (laughs) That was completely random. I didn't even know what I was going to say until I opened my mouth and said that they were cobblers. 
So um, you implanted the idea sub- subconsciously. Yes. Yeah. So it worked out for you. Um, I could have said Cooper's. I could have said blacksmith, but cobbler was what came out. It really was. Uh, that was not planned at nice. all. Nice. That was that was fantastic because that was my. I don't really wasn't gonna go anywhere with it. It was just to show Grayson's character that, um, yeah, he's got his mission, but he's also dealing he's really his own dealing things. He's, I mean, he's he's got to have stuff. He's always gaining information, gaining stuff, gaining popularity, gaining more power <laughs> with just everyday folk, yeah. everyday townspeople. I like when uh, when Mike's character was when Valentine was over there advertising the cart, the yes. food cart, and you walk. <laughs> It was fantastic. <laughs> we talked about that a like, little bit. You were like, hmm, how can I make this to my advantage? <laughs> that was that was very... Yeah, that because that's Grayson. He sees something and says, all right, how can I own this and make it mine? Mm-hmm. And he saw it was like, ooh, you are doing great business for the... Yeah, Valentine is doing great business for this owner. And hey, then you immediately I'm, I'm turned with it him. around. I'm yes. with him. Okay. Okay. And then you immediately turned it around and used it to your advantage, saying, hey, I need this to go... Over here for me. That was a different vendor. That was a different vendor. I mean, one of Grayson's perks is he has favors. People owe you. Uh-huh. So that's his thing. Whenever he needs something moved, he just sends a message to somebody, and they've worked out this whole code. So it's just, this symbol means, oh, drop this item here by this time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was my once per... Once per for second. that session, yeah. it was like, up oh, to just send this message and that favor is going to be there. So that's why I said, hopefully that shipment is at the Beckett shop. Yeah. Now there are three crates of brand new shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and high fashion shoes too, so yes. they can sell a little better. Yeah. Now she, they owe a lot of money. Five hundred guineas is. Yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. that's an. Old, but that's, that's, a, that's a good start. That that's my, my debt's almost that high. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good that's a good start. Yeah. To it, so. So. One thing that I've I, I've thought about a lot is asking the question of what stood out to you about what happened during this session. So let's go ahead and start with Mike because because Mike, you had a lot happen for your character. This yeah, session. and that last one it was just like boom. Yeah. Um. Well, obviously having to kill Cyril, I know that's gonna definitely take us to a lot of whole new directions as this <laughs> campaign progresses. Yeah, it was kind of a freaky situation because it's like you know we were all in trouble like. And, like, with my character, like, I was trying also trying to think in the viewpoint of my characters. Like, I got that note from um, Templeton saying he knew I was there. So, it's like, crap, he knows I'm in the area. He kind of, he knows my whereabouts. And he just said that somebody knows about what you did. Yes. And then, as soon as after that happens, I open the door and here comes this arrow. <laughs> like, crap. Yeah. You know, and our lives were all in danger there. And then it's like, okay, nobody else was able to succeed of taking out Cyril. It's like, I got a clear shot. You know what that showed to me? It, it really did show that your character is a bit of a killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think that was that was an important thing to say because, yeah, we've got this back history, but we don't really have any kind of proof. And then you managed this fantastic shot and just took him down with, without any trouble. Yeah, and with really no thought about it, like, you know, yeah. of like, am I going to be in conflict of doing this? Like, no, he's got to go. <laughs> That, that and that's another thing to sh- why Grayson would have been angry at that situation, because mm-hmm. um, and Jeff said it um, that Mender at the cart situation was like, oh, let's take this and spin it into my yeah mm-hmm. for my favor. So that Grayson is always looking to do that. It's like, yeah, this guy wants to kill us and he's attacking us now, 
But if I leave him alive, there's a way I can spin it. And now he can't spin he, it. Yeah. He, now he can't spin it. Now it's 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 trouble. Which why he was so mad at another reason he's mad at uh, Valentine. Yeah. I'm just like you've just complicated this. Yeah. And it doesn't didn't need to be this complicated. Of course, Valentine just thinks he just he got rid of a problem. Yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> we talked about this last commentary too. Grayson, the way he benefits from things is the exact opposite of everybody else in the group. Yeah. Like. For everyone else, getting rid of Cyril was, yes, that's a win. Yeah. For Grayson, getting rid of Cyril is, although there's part of him that wanted to see it happen, it complicates things. And You, no. you wanted to be the one to pull the trigger. Well, it wanted also, to be the one to, pull the, trigger, one to pull the trigger when at the his, right time. his usefulness was no longer. Yeah. Now, so was, what was something that stood out to you about the, the play session? <sighs> How everything started to come together at the theater. Everything, at least in the minds of the characters, everything started. I'm now, it's Jordan, so there's probably tons of <laughs> other levels to this that we haven't realized or seen yet. But everything started to come together at the, the theater. Um, Templeton there in making signals with Dinsham. Content of the play. The fact that, obviously, Dinsham knew the content of the play before had seen the play. Uh, he probably just, helped write it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen the movie Anonymous? No. So Anonymous is a movie. There's this theory that um, Shakespeare actually did not write his plays, but yeah. that they were written by a real famous lord who was close to the queen. And so this lord actually, he hired Shakespeare to take the credit so that he could continue writing the scores because the queen saw it as scandalous that he was actually doing this. It's a fantastic movie. You should watch it. But, you know, that kind of was a little bit of the inspiration for the character. Well, I, I like it because in Grayson's mind, you know, Grayson all, always is looking for how information can manipulate or yeah. persuade people. And when Grayson saw the play, he's thinking, yes, Dinsham probably wrote this play and is hoping it becomes very popular so that when it actually happens, people are oh. okay with it. And see, you know, I pointed out that why I had not seen this particular play, the story itself is not an original story. I mean, and I didn't make the connection with Dinsham until you pointed out because I wasn't watching him during the play. Yeah, Grayson was listening to the play and watching Dinsham the entire yeah. time, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, the, the play was supposed to be a subtext of what was well, happening yeah. around uh, you all. I, and like, I made that connection during yeah. while watching it, but at the same time, it's not an original story idea. No, oh, it's not. I mean, it's like you so, look at. You look at Hamlet, and yeah, that has exactly. a lot of, yeah. Exactly, you know, so it's not... <laughs> when you started presenting the, the play, I was like, are we watching Hamlet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I had not run out of time, I was going to actually write up a small script for the, like, the, the main scene where the, where the queen is killed. Okay, that actually could have been really cool if we had, uh... Just acted out a small mini-skit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I so wanted in to the play. do that. Nice. I so wanted to do that. Also, one thing that was originally was going to happen was you all weren't going to go to the Seven Stars, but uh, Brother Benedict was going to come to your shop with a letter of introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So Walsham wasn't even supposed to be in the game today. <laughs> and you guys were like, well, we're going to go see Walsham. And I'm like, okay, well, I can just give him that information now rather than have the letter Well, that was more, it was kind of like 
Grayson needed to go to the Seven Stars to yeah, pick yeah. up the items. And everybody's like, well, let's just tag so along and see, see if Walsham's there. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, the way I looked at it was we want to see Walsham to just, you know, it's a status update. You yeah. know, like if it were done with today's communication ability, it would have been like a text message. Right. You know? Yeah, and Johnny, what was something that stood out for you about the, the um, session? Well, there's two things. One was the big thing was after the play when we all met back at the shop. And, yeah. you know, and all the characters put all the pieces together. But just the for Byron directly was his conversation with the girl, with the, the housemaid. Yeah, the um, Clements. Clements, yes. The connections that she had with... Uh, I Cyril. Cyril. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Clarence is an angel. Yeah. With Cyril. Cyril is not. Well, he... Was not. <laughs> his nut won't be has not won't, won't be <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah her connection with him and the just the fact that he showed somebody else yeah, our bodies and you you start to see how much of a braggart and slug Cyril yeah. really was and just like yeah it just stood out to me the the fear that she had of the situation she was in yeah she was a fun character to come up with because I had to come up I felt like I had to come up with some character that was inside the house that could, like, if things evolved this way, could give you guys information, but it couldn't be someone who was, like, high up in the power structure. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and see, I, that's, you know, what first thing I said was, I need to talk to the butler. Right. Because he's the one who actually runs the household. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I spent a lot of time like trying to think of who to who to put and in that situation. I also love the fact that you know I actually got to use my uh, chimney sweeping. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? What, what, what was something that stood out for you? Honestly, it was uh, after uh, my scene at the uh, clock making guild when everyone pointed out to me that you, Jordan, had given me this wide open door to go talk to the survivor guy to Will, uh, to Will yeah. again, and. It completely went way over my head, and I was just like, "Am I that dumb?" <laughs> well, I felt like I gave you guys so many open doors to like do stuff, and then you're like, "Yeah, now I'm gonna go over here." I, like well, Walsh just... totally told you to follow Dinchim around and see what he does all day. Now yeah. we're gonna go talk to other people, and so I'm like, "Well, crap! The whole story was supposed to be them following <laughs> Dinchim around." Well, so, I went straight to Dinchim's house. I mean, yeah. Well, and. We were trying we, to find we, ways to get to Dinger. Ways to get to Dinger, because yeah. we couldn't just stroll up to, well... We, we were trying Excuse to me, we're going to follow you today. <laughs> no, but I mean, my thought was that you would do a stakeout, yeah. watch him leave the well, house. that's essentially then, what I was doing, but I was doing a stakeout within business reasons. I, I you know? When, when you were doing what you were doing, it felt more like you were trying to get into the house. Well, yeah, to, I was. To, like, to spy around more than to, yeah. to establish. Well, that's part of, you know... Because he said, find out what Bencham's up to. Yeah. You know, and what better way than to get to know the household. Okay. You know, that was my thinking. Yeah, you can follow him around, but he could have all of his underlings doing everything. I mean, he is a lord. That's true. But, you know, conspiracy and uh, and treason is something you won't, don't want to leave to a lot of underlings. Not a no. lot. No. Not normally. So, but, you know, one or two. I mean, High-ranking underlings. <laughs> aside from the obvious open door that I completely missed, <laughs> what stood out to me was how my character was very focused on 
trying to find out how to get into a position to watch mm-hmm. the house. Well, from the inside, like yeah, 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 like uh, Byron was doing, like watch the house. Yeah, <laughs> clock pun, clock pun. <laughs> That's why he completely went past uh... the speaking to Will thing, because <laughs> he was like, "I need so, to find a way in. I'm gonna try and brought... okay, fix a clock, <laughs> or do maintenance <clears throat> on it, or something." <clears throat> when you brought the pocket watch, a person I want to say is. Man, that sure does beat my uh, wrist sundial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Flintstones joke. Yeah, I like that that scene with the the pocket watch because it sort of established Demetrius as oh he really knows what he's doing kind of thing because the other apprentice uh, not apprentice the other journeyman was sitting there working on that thing for a while. Yeah, and Demetrius comes in and first look at it is like hmm. There's something here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because the thought was that um, he had just had a time, time to scribble that down. Yeah. And then it's like, here, I need you to work on this while I'm gone type of thing. That guy just totally. Yeah. That's why as soon as I read it, I was like, all right, peace out. Yeah. I need yeah. to find a way to get over there now to save him. Did you guys like how this was a more role play, find out information oh, kind yeah. of episode? Oh, definitely. For, I did. For, oh. the, for the setting, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of sort of what needed to happen mm-hmm. next. Is yeah. we, we needed to start to connect yeah. all the people. We had, ready to go we to had pieces, we had like corner pieces of the puzzle, and now we're really fill, filling in some, the rest of the edges and even some of the middle, yeah, middle next, pieces there. Next time or time after that, maybe we're going to have the big confrontation. I was honestly expecting you guys to have the confrontation this evening, but then someone happened to, to summon the ghost of Cyril present, and so I uh, had to deal with that. So let's go ahead and talk about things to see in the next session. Something, what it, What's something that you would really want to see in the next session, like in terms of character interaction, <laughs> uh, storyline, anything like that? I'm afraid to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> The resurrection toad. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I wouldn't mind that. It's nice having a gopher. <laughs> Something that uh, I want Demetrius to accomplish is obviously retrieving his master from the clutches of the evil bad guys. But something that I want to see happen for Demetrius is his encounter with the mechanism that's being built and being able to see it and do like, like a figure out what's how, going on with it how is this thing supposed to work sort of seeing the automaton and... yeah seeing the automaton and how it's supposed to work and what all is involved and how it's built and hopefully seeing why they need a sacrifice before there's a sacrifice <laughs> yeah that's something we're going to really uh, need brother benedict for I feel yeah that was interesting yeah when you, the sacrifice was brought up it was like alright Who's going to be the sacrifice? Well, we knew from the start that there was supposed to be some magic involved in the automatons. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but that was the whole sacrifice. point of the special <laughs> shipment the special of gears. Yeah. Of gears. Yeah. Sacrifice means black magic. Yes. <laughs> and also, that that was uh, the spies were were like throwing in words from a different language as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what's that guy tell you guys? Well, tell me that they're not from this area. They're uh. The mere fact that they said that they were going to do the pickup at the docks means that they are travelers. Mm-hmm. So and also remember that they are traveling. Ooh, it's, it's an opposing kingdom. So it maybe not 
is exactly Dinsham that is going to take over the crown. But, but he's going to open support. the door for yeah. another kingdom to come in and take mm-hmm. over the crown. And also remember, Dinsham was at the docks the day before this the session. The the yeah the coachmaster said that he or the mm-hmm. the footman had said that he had taken another carriage, not this one, but another one. Yeah, to the docks. So I want to ask, as far as that sequence for Grayson's character, was that? A little bit too vague, trying to find out that information about where Dinsham had been. Well, I think because I didn't want to be. Oh, well, where's your master gone? I I think from an outside perspective, like if I were watching that on TV, I'd be like, "Wow, that was blatantly obvious." Yeah. You know? Yeah, but you also got to remember that he rolled really high on his magical yes. spell on yeah. top of that, so he could get away with a little less. Yeah, and I I, I did realize that. Um, but you know. If I were like sitting there, it, actually there in person watching it, and not knowing that he was him, <laughs> yeah, and not knowing that he was him, I would be like, okay, they must know each other, or yeah, yeah, he's just trying to sell something, and he wants to actually go talk to the the actual master about trying to get this sale. Yeah, the reason it went as well as he did as it did was because he had well, that rolled charm that roll. charm roll because he would not have gotten any information otherwise. Okay. The guy had clammed up. It was going to clam up pretty well. I, I would imagine that a footman would be a pretty close servant to Dinsham. They're they're right underneath Butler, basically. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, this guy is high up in his household organization. He knows a lot, and he's also complicit in a lot. So well, that's that's why I wasn't asking. I, I assumed there was the footman, and then there was the driver. Right. I was going to ask the driver. The drivers are more more like oh. The Lord says, take me here. Yeah. And he takes mm-hmm. me yeah, here. Yeah. So that's why I was asking the driver was a person, the driver, and not the footman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, what is something you would like to see next episode, mm. next next session? Um, I definitely like to see kind of more, I guess, kind of tie up the loose ends between uh, Valentine and Templeton. Because obviously he's on my case, and I'm like, I don't know, I like to see Valentine kind of turn her back, and I was like, okay, yeah, you... Uh, you drew the hand, and you got me this time, but I think it's time to turn around and... So, some kind of confrontation there. Put, play it a little back against you there. Okay. I'd also like to see uh, where uh, we could go with Brother Benedict, because I think Brother Benedict has uh, a unique history that we don't we haven't really tapped. No. We don't know his history. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much was forced on your group. Yeah. yeah. But I think... I gotta be... Let's, let's take a break and talk about it. Aaron's role play because he wasn't he was not here. That's um, what he did. Also oh, it was it was yeah. excellent. Yeah, it he, was. He slotted right into the group like there was oh, yeah. no problem. He had a lot of great ideas on where to go with this character, mm-hmm. and he um, he stayed in character almost the entire game, which yeah. is an amazing feat. Yeah, and it it really enhanced. I guess I think it enhanced the group because at least probably the th- I, I'm not so sure about Johnny's character, but for Jeff's character. Mike's character, my character, it sort of enhanced our character's personalities. Yeah, it yeah. definitely yeah. did. <laughs> with the interaction with Aaron's character. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with him, so I just kind of went off and did my own thing. Yeah, and I, I loved like how he was able to like to work with your guy, your characters. Like Brother uh, Benedict was great with Valentine, like <laughs> listening at the door and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, that was great. <laughs> That when he pulled great. out the recall perk, I was like, yes! Yeah. 
Yeah, and he, yeah, that was. And he brought well up the uh, the virologist being yeah, held captive well to put played. it together. I was like, "Thank you for pulling that out because it validates my comments." Yeah, well, no, and I think I think that's the thing is Aaron. I think he sat down and he read the rule book. Not that it's long, but he yeah. read the rule book at least two or three times. So, and he seems to have a really good memory for what he reads. Yeah. So yeah. he latched on to stuff and he was like, oh, I can use this for this and do this for that. And he was, I think he was taking full advantage of the rule set uh, to make his character really work in a way that was, that was good for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really appreciated that. And um, yeah, it, it was like, honestly, I, I invited him because... I know him casually through through church and everything like that. It'd be nice to get to know him a little bit better, and I'm really glad I did because I think he yeah. adds a lot to the group. Yeah. So with that being said, Johnny, what is one thing that you would like to see next session? Well, I don't want to see it, but <laughs> what keeps coming to my mind is uh, what, the sacrifice. I keep thinking about the scene in Dresden Files when there is the sacrifice going on in the cave. Oh yeah, yeah for the <laughs> for the white vampire court. Yeah. Oh man, I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, so let me write down white. <laughs> Honestly, what I what my personal goal going into the next session is to try to save that girl. The sacrifice. We don't know who it is. We suspect it's. Yeah, I suspect it's her. But well, I want um, my goal is to save her regardless. Just by the sheer fact that she was so frightened and wanted to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Toad obviously failed at his mission. Yeah. Are you going to go ahead and continue with that next session as well? Um. Well, because of the timing of things that's happening, my goal is to get her out of the estate first. Okay. Yeah, that, that seems to make sense. Jeremy. Well, I've got something that I know I need to do for my character sort of in between now and our next session. i got to figure out how to play Grayson with this new emotion that I never figured that he would have. Because <laughs> I didn't build him to be that type of character. But I gotta figure that out. So, I guess we're gonna see a new side of Grayson next time. Um, a more vengeful side? I don't know. If I, I haven't figured out if it's gonna be vengeful, but it's gonna push him in a certain direction. And I don't know what that direction is gonna be yet. In the last session, he got angry because he didn't know how to react to to something, mm-hmm. um, where he has known how to react to spin it to his advantage, and this is probably one of the first times in a long time where, probably since some of the, his first dealings on the street with people, he way he back done. in the day oh. with Demetrius. Yeah, well, no, with Demetrius, he knew exactly what to do. He was like, "Hey, yeah. you store my stuff for yeah. me, so I don't get caught with it." And then he started to use that to his advantage and take advantage of Demetrius. Because of it, um, but yeah, so there's there's that which that's more of a personal thing that I need to figure out rather than and I totally that, get that because like part of my like now I have a driving passion to say it's because of Toad's death. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I guess something that I would like to see as far as scenes or scenarios, I guess would be, I know what me as a player would want to see is more of the beneath for the, all of the characters because mm-hmm. right uh this past time like it was this character or this character or this character got bits of information for all the characters to see what's going on beneath the surface right. at the same time mm-hmm. so a group revelation 
as opposed to individual individual revelation. I thought honestly, I I, I loved how everything came together. I did. I liked, it was like yeah. I I did like that. I really liked that. That's one reason I thought that this session was so mm-hmm. intense. Is so, each group came back and we and we oh, said yeah. that when it's like, all right, who thinks they have the most to say? And I was thinking about the information they had. I was like, everybody probably thinks they have the most important mm-hmm. thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the way I see it, it's like this is coming together like a Victorian era uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what I wanted. I yeah. wanted an espionage game set in Victorian or Elizabethan times. Yeah. Um, and I think that we're really succeeding at getting that feel. And I, I, got, I have to say that the first session... It felt like there were some, like the gears ground a little bit, you know, trying to get everything going and get familiar with the characters and stuff like that. Yeah, well, and, 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 yeah that's exactly it. We, there are new characters to each of us, so we didn't know who we were yet. Right. But this session felt like it hit the ground running in a well, lot of ways. And also, in the first session, we didn't have a lot of things that put our characters in their individual elements. Yeah. Whereas in this session, there was a lot of. This is the element that our character was built for. Right. Right. Well, I, I felt yes. like we had to we had to have like an opening scenario to bring things in and then you can start showcasing what the characters yeah. can do and, and and what they're they're best built for. And um like for example, for Valentine, Valentine had like no time with the theater or yeah. like with this idea. He was just, it almost kind of felt like the first session, Mike was along for the ride. Yeah. You know, and I knew that the theater was going to be a big part in the future and stuff. And it's pro- we're probably still going to go back to it and everything like that. But to have it turn around to such an important part of the story. Were, to yeah, it all just came together yeah, right there. Yeah, so it must have felt like for a long time you're just sitting there going, well, I wonder if something interesting for me is going to happen. And then, boom, you yeah. got like this, this truckload of information. <laughs> and then I just uh, turned a whole... <laughs> something that would be, that would be cool around. is maybe if one of the big throwdown moments happened at, a theater? at the theater, like during a performance. Yeah. And it was, one of those inconspicuous... it was one of the ones where things are going on and maybe the, the audience is unaware that Oh, they people are actually fighting and dying and yeah. and dying. This is not a production. Okay, well it's that, that might down, be cool. So we'll have to see what we can do for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, at I'll, least initially, they, the audience is eating it up like, oh, this is good. Oh, then all of a good. sudden, it's like oh, they see really blood. Like, yeah, they see blood flying. Yeah. and it hits someone's it's like, like oh, <laughs> the special effects. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like it's like you you, you would think that like. One thing that I saw on a on a movie about like this era is that to show blood, it's like a red ribbon. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it, it's very abstract, yes. but you still get the idea. Um, so he's like, "Oh, red ribbon? No, that's liquid. No, <laughs> you know, that that would be pretty cool." But I, um, I've been trying a new way of writing the adventures, um, where I I basically write down like what some of the characters are doing. And then I write down like some secrets and stuff like that. So I don't use all of the secrets at once, which is nice because then I can mm-hmm. take them to other other places, other places and stuff like that. But I can also slot that in in specific in different spots. I, I'm not locked down to one area, so I think it works really well to to give you guys enough to work with and make everything feel exciting and interesting yep. and everything like that. So 
Let's go ahead and talk about character advancement. Yep. So, um, ten points from me all around for everybody. Woohoo! Yeah, I know. I'm I'm throwing them out like candy now, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 it's like, oh, you get two points or three points like we did for Terra it, Proximus. It, it's totally a different flavor. Like Terra Proximus was a horror setting. Yes. You had to make it tough for the characters to advance. But this is a spy game. You you want people to be competent. Yeah. So it feels like you guys are becoming more competent at different things. Wits getting an upgrade. Wits getting an upgrade. <laughs> so let's talk about the best role playing. At least in my opinion, we already talked about it. My vote would be for Aaron. Yeah. That was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Likewise. Agreed. Fantastic. Just I mean, coming like, into the I really group enjoyed the, the scene where I got to role play with the girl, but I, I agree there. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron's was fantastic. I mean, we already talked about it, but the scene where they're listening at the door. Yeah. And Valentine is motion's like, all right, we need to get out of here. And Aaron's like, okay. Listen closer. All right. <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, we gotta, they're coming out the door now. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, he, no, I love the scene at the well. Uh, yeah. The scene at the well oh, was the great. Well was great, yeah. The scene chasing the cart was great. <laughs> the scene <laughs> listening to uh, Valentine and Grayson argue about the plan was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when uh, Valentine was talking to the stagehand. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you the thing that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, so secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He starts talking about the temple. Like, oh, I, I love the scene where he's like, well, there's the order of uh, Francis and the order of, you know, and then yeah. I mean, from the from the start, he hit the ground running, and from yeah. the start, it was, oh, can I have your breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> that honestly caught me by surprise. I'm like, oh, so we're playing this character as a, a then B then C. We're we're really bringing it down. Yeah, but, and then uh, Grayson using the figure of speech, <laughs> and he's taking it literally, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it reminds me of uh, what's his name. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. Um, what's his name? Um, Nothing goes over my head. I'm yeah, too quick. I, I, I will catch, catch it. it. <laughs> I have the Guardians of the Galaxy comic books over there somewhere. We could look it up, but later. Yeah, so um, yeah, my vote is definitely for Aaron for, for the Aaron. best role playing. Yeah. Likewise. All right, and who do you think advanced their character the most? My vote would be for Valentine. Because the whole Templeton, yeah, that that really was not not only was Templeton there, but Templeton knows that he's there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he toyed with the idea. He sent that. that, When I got that note, (laughs) oh, that was well. Also, Valentine at the end still advanced his character a little bit more with that one fantastic shot on Cyril because it showed and we said it was like oh it's bringing out that oh he's a killer yeah he's a he was just off his game yeah and that sort of was at the expense of Grayson's advancement yeah because I mean Grayson advanced his character because of oh Haley is now relying on him yeah, and she's like latched onto him. It's like, oh, this is great for Grayson. And, yeah, and but now he has to find a way to spin the her dead brother into the mix without yeah. without, making, without making that a step back. So and I, and I love the dynamic between the two because it's like, in a way, you could see both their points of view. It's like, okay, you just really caused a serious dilemma for me. But it's like, what was I supposed to do? He was out to kill us. Yeah. Had I yeah. not shot at him, he probably could have shot us all dead. Like yeah. He did some building on fire. Set the building on fire. <laughs> yeah. You guys could have been roasting. I, yeah, we you were still had fighting. Run out into the building, and then he could have shot. Yeah, if you. we were yeah. fighting with him while the building was burning, something was going to go. 
Yeah. And I mean, Toad was gone, taken out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was Grayson's plan from yeah. the beginning was to try and make it up there to just squelch the situation without anybody dying. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but unfortunately, it took it just took too long to get up there. Yeah. And the fact that you were invisible, we had no clue what you were doing. Well, and then Byron yeah. said what he said. Yeah. Sorry, Johnny, but you were like, you said like you the dumbest what? thing you could have. What did he? What was this? I thing said, said why are you worried about him? Why don't you take care of your family? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And look, honestly, when I said that, I wasn't even thinking about his sister and his parents. I was thinking about the fact that he's out here worrying about this instead of worrying about things that actually matter. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like, after I saw your face, I was like, oh, When yeah. Grayson heard that, Grayson was just like, uh-oh. Okay, he's climbing up there. I'm gonna save everybody. I'm gonna say no one's gonna die. No one's gonna die. And uh, see, we had just distracted them instead of you saying Byram, that. Byram says that, and he's like, "Oh, no. Cyril may have to die." And you know what? <laughs> I didn't think about it at the time. Again, I could use my luck roll. Yeah. With my agility to try to save myself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you could have saved him. I have a uh, 4D in athletics. You yeah. Know? So well, so did. Oh, yeah. What had what double? Yeah, so that's eight D. Yeah. Or does it double the roll? Or does it doubles it doubles the roll the or double the dice? Oh, geez, I gotta it, say, it doubles the dice. Oh, okay. so I got forty plus one. Doubles the dice. Uh, I think double the roll. Is uh, what we said. Let me double check that. But yeah, I mean, it's that last scene though was so there was so much going on with that. It was it was. Great. I mean, he Aaron did a great job of trying to catch him. He rolled enough to <laughs> to get there, but in a small kid, yeah, you know, it, it was just a little too hard for him. Um, and also, I really wanted Toad to die. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I fully expected him to die eventually. Uh, double the result of your next roll. So, so the, the result. result. Yes. So, yeah. Double the result. So you will. So, 16 doubled be 32. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that could have caught him. But I didn't think about it. Yeah, Especially no. combined if both of you were going for him. That might have. Yeah, that might have done it. Yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah, but overall, I think Valentine took the most steps towards advancing his character all right mike add yourself another point all right now is this for character points or yeah, hero character, point? character okay point. hero points um have reverse to three unless you have more than you exactly okay so, so jeff has five jeff has five yeah and Johnny i was has totally willing three. to spend it but so you, you, you spent three i spent one i was going to spend it on putting out that fire that's um, the three yeah and the fire was just a spur of the moment thing Oh, I was hoping yeah. I was going to get there in time. Because I had planned of what Grayson was going to do. <laughs> it wouldn't have been pretty either. <laughs> well, no. It would not have been messy. It would not have been messy. But it, but he was just going to run up and cut the... The, the, the bowstring. The bowstring. Oh. As he's trying to fire, oh, just cut the, the bowstring. Yeah. And, it would just and then you wouldn't have been able to fire it. Like the snap could have hit him in the face and caused some damage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Survivable. <laughs> yeah. Survivable. But it could have... Uh, you know, he had to roll that legs, check with that to make sure he didn't fall just from the shock of it, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, that would have been cool, but, but yeah, I, just, I, I think it wound up pretty, being pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. All right, last thing to vote on, uh, and then the episode will be over at Snacks. We, we had a pretty good board this time around. Yeah, we did. Uh, so let's see who brought what. Let's see. Jeff brought chips and dip. Ch chips and dip, which were really good. Though. I brought cheese crackers and yogurt. Yep. 
Aaron which were both very good. brought the peanut butter M&M's. Peanut, peanut butter, butter M&M's. And the meat cheese tray. He brought, he brought yeah. the, the... Oh, yeah. And the meat cheese tray? Yeah. 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 Done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aaron just across the board. See, my vote is for the chips and dip. So. Chips yeah. and dip? I'm going for the meat tray. Meat tray? Well, combination. I mean, even if the meat tray wasn't there, the reason I said done, that's just solidified my vote for Aaron. Because yeah. I was going to pick the uh, peanut butter the peanut butter M&M's anyway. And then I was like, yes. oh, the meat tray was good, but I don't know who brought that. I'm not in Jordan, so Jordan no. can't get a, a vote. So. I brought the Maui. I, I got the Maui which barbecue was, chips, which were amazing. actually third on third on my list. So. And then I also really got the, the chocolate peanut butter pretzel. Dip so, bites. yeah, the top two were Aaron, stuff that Aaron brought, so yeah. Aaron gets my vote for okay. me. <laughs> Aaron? Uh, I'm actually going to vote for the uh, the cheese and garlic roasted Triscuits. That was good too. That was excellent. That, so that was Johnny's? Yeah. Yes. So we have one for Johnny, one, and one for, two Aaron, for Aaron. Two for Aaron. Two for Aaron. And so then Aaron got it. Aaron got it. Okay, cool. Nice. A nice little welcome to the group, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we have a lot. I have a lot to do in terms of getting the next episode together because... Uh, it looks like it might be another combat-heavy episode. Yeah. Uh, so next, I'm much more prepared for it, and a much yeah. more emotion-filled oh, yeah. uh, yeah. episode. The tones is gonna be dark from here on. Yeah, because I got, I got. I, that's another thing I really like about how everything in this session sort of happened during the day. Yeah. And then as the sunset, it, yeah. things it got, got serious. As it yeah. got dark, the story got dark. Yes. Yeah. No, the flow of the story went really well today. I was proud of that, uh, if I might say so myself. <laughs> so, All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bone Throwers Theater. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed uh, this new campaign so far. Uh, if you have anything that you would like to tell us, of course, you can always check out our Facebook page at Bone Throwers Theater. Always, you can go to the website as well, bonethrowerstheater.com. And uh, you can use our, our comment fields there, or you can comment directly on any of our episodes. Uh, so uh, I'm Jordan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening to Bone Throwers Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, Mike, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. <laughs>